Good morning. So good to see you. Amen. You've heard a lot about our experiences. I know you probably have got some great ones that you've had in the last couple of weeks as well. And uh, we just thank God we can all come together and share today. I want to thank whoever was all involved in this. This was amazing. I've read these uh, writings on here and all. Thank you so much. That is uh, just so precious. And uh, I, I'm going to save that. I'm going to fold that up and keep that for the years to come. And uh, I learned when going out uh, in, in the, these 11 countries that uh, there are certain things that are universal, uh, that uh, humidity is universal. <laughs> Anybody tells you there's no humidity in Europe, they're lying. And uh, it is, it is. And one of the pastors there, uh, there in Timisoara, they have a, a rather new sanctuary, and, and it's much like here, has our, not the flags hanging, but they have some flags in the corner, kind of like us as well. And I walked, when we drove up, it was a new building. I was like, praise God. And we went in, and it was warm, very warm. And my vent I have with the AC here, there was no, there were vents, but there was no AC. And they said, uh, we're paying as we go, and we don't, we've not yet got an AC, uh, air conditioning unit. It's all set for it, but it's not there. And uh, so I was disappointed. So I was telling the pastor about my vent, and he says, we've got to go back to the drawing board. You know, he's going to get, so if we go back and he has a vent under his pulpit, I know I had, I had that change I made in Europe for sure. And, uh, but praise the Lord. There's so many um, experiences that we're, uh, we're we sharing with you as we go on. It's too much to put in to one service. But uh, as we're preparing for communion and the close of the service here today, uh, God gave me a word while I was there in Romania. And, uh, and I, I've got to share that with you. It's not a long word. But I feel like it's a powerful word. It's a now word. It's a necessary word. Somebody here today needs to hear this. So uh, we may not, may not get a full teaching today, but this word I want you to receive uh, before we take communion together. And that is, I've entitled it, The Power of the Bloodline. The Power of the Bloodline. And uh, let's just pray. Lord, as we study this together, I know it's short, but Lord God, I pray that you'd make it sharp and you'd make it powerful and it would get into our heart and into our spirit and it would raise us up to the level where you've called us today. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'd minister in and through me to each and every person under the sound of my voice. Lord God, touch them in the way that only you can do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. In Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11, the Bible teaches us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. This God created mankind in His image, and everything we see in the physical is a reflection of that in the spiritual. So we can study in the physical and know that that's how God wants things to work in the spiritual. So God has set things up that life that we have in the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your soul. So it's, just, it's not just physical blood, but there's blood that is coming. He's prophesying there's blood that is coming and a bloodline that is coming that is going to atone for our sins and make everything that the enemy tricked Adam and Eve to make it wrong is going to make it right again. He says, so this is uh, upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. There's power in the blood and there's power in the bloodline. 
One's bloodline is one's lineage. We understand that. People send their blood off now or a swab of, of the, out of their mouth to get their DNA and all their, uh, find out who and what heritage they have and what countries they've come from and people groups they've come from uh, because your lineage grants you access to what others have been restricted from. For example, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, uh, here the Apostle Paul is writing to us, and he says, there was a time you were without Christ. And when you were outside of Christ, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel or the people of God. You were strangers from the covenants of promise. Because you were outside of Christ, even though you had a lineage, even though you had a bloodline, that bloodline restricted you from the access, from the privileges of the covenants of promise and left you without hope and without God in the world. But then he goes on to say, but now in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, that's me. Hallelujah. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by what? By the blood of Christ. So once you're born again and your life is in Christ, it opens up the door that had been shut to you in the past. The blood of Jesus is the key that opens the door and, and you and I can enter into the covenant promises of God. So the key is this, you must be born again. You must be born again. And I say to you, you don't have to wait for an altar call. And you don't have to wait for the music to be just right. And you don't have to wait till you're in your car or you're at your home. You can do it right now. He said, everyone who will call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Have you called on the name of Jesus? And he says, if you will believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, that Jesus Christ is alive, and you will confess him as Lord over your life, you will be saved. It is very, very important that you believe. And it is very, very important that you confess His Lordship over your life. You must surrender to Him. It's not your life, it's your life in Him. It's not your will, it's His will for your life. Have you confessed Him as the Lord over your life? And I'm telling you, don't wait till an altar call. I'm telling you, don't wait until an hour down the road. You need to do it now. Now is the time of salvation. Believe in your heart even as I speak. And confess with your mouth even loud right now. We're in a Pentecostal, charismatic, wide open church. You don't have to wait. You can say, Jesus is my Lord. You can confess it now. Jesus is my Lord. Hallelujah. And when you are born again, let me tell you what, there is a demarcation in the realm of the Spirit. It is the bloodline. The Spirit world understands the bloodline. The life of the thing is in the blood. It's the way God made it. And our guarantee to eternal life and the covenant promises of God is for us to stay under the blood. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to give you something to remember this by. And as often as you do this, you'll be reminded that you've got to stay under the blood. You're going to take a cup of the blood of the grape to remind you to stay under the blood. And you're going to take a piece of bread to remind you that I came and we must make this decision in physical form to stay in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. See, we give up our legal right when we walk outside God's Word. 
We need to understand that the enemy is walking in the earth realm by permission. He has permission to do that, but he does not have permission and is not allowed to cross the bloodline. That's out of his jurisdiction. So what he's always doing with his wiles and his tricks is to get you to come from under the blood, forget who you are, forget your identity, and to come out from under the blood through worry and tribulation and wiles and and, and fear and all this stuff so that he can then pounce upon you. Like Pastor Rodick was saying, these two and a half weeks in Europe... We've seen thousands of miles of countryside and we've spent many, many days in Apavia Ministries and we were surrounded by these farms. You saw the pictures of all the shepherds and the flocks and the foothills and the horses and, and, and it took me back because I grew up on a farm and I spent much of my formative years working around animals. We had horses and ponies and goats and cows and pigs and chickens and dogs and cats and rats and all the other stuff. <laughs> And one of my uncles had spent over the last 30 years raising racehorses and the kind that you would see running in the Kentucky Derby. And it's not a coincidence that those horses end up being the fastest horses in the world. That's not just something that happens. They had been carefully studied and carefully bred for generations. It cost hundreds and thousands of dollars to, to breed a racehorse with a champion stallion. It's just amazing when I look into that world. Here's one guy, Tibbet. He is uh, 2017's highest earner. He earned over $35 million without setting hoof on the tracks. All he had to do was be a good boyfriend. That's it. $35 billion. Before breeding uh, their horses, uh, the owners will go back 50 and 60 years and study the bloodline of a particular stallion. They will pay a bloodstock agent who earns probably $100,000 to $250,000 a year. And all he does is he researches the father and the grandfather and the great-grandfather and he looks back to see how long their stride was and, and, and how tall they were and, and, and their takeoff speed and their endurance and all that stuff is studied and all that information is taken together and then they make that perfect match and, and they breed and they pay lots of money for it. They understand that winners don't just randomly happen. We need to understand that winning is in the blood. They understand winning is in the blood. It's in the DNA. That's what sets these horses apart. They have generation after generation of champions on the inside of them. Can you believe that the highest has been paid over half a million dollars for a moment to breed with this bloodline? And there's no guarantee that the colt will even win anything. In fact, when the colt is born, his legs are wobbly. He can barely stand up. His eyes are glazed over. He looks just like any other colt wobbling around. Someone could say, wow, those owners wasted their money. They just spent half a million dollars for that wobbly leg thing right there. But the owners know that on the inside, in the blood, that colt has a legacy of championship genes. They know that. In fact, he may have dozens of world champions on the inside of him. And it's all in the blood. See, the owners don't care about the present weakness. The owners don't care about what color he is or how pretty he is or how defined his muscles are because they know deep, deep down on the inside that colt has the blood of a winner. And let me tell you what, God said that's how it is when you're born again. 
That's how it is when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You were once out, but the blood brought you in. The old was passed away and all has become new. Hallelujah. You don't come from ordinary stock. You come from the best of the best. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter what we look like on the outside what color we are, how tall or how short, how attractive or unattractive we are. It doesn't matter how many weaknesses we have right before us. Uh, you may struggle with addiction. Uh, you may have made some mistakes in the past. But let me tell you what, what there is something that supersedes everything uh, and it is on the inside of you. Uh, you have the DNA of a champion on you. Uh, I'm telling you, you come from a long, 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 long list uh, of winners. Hallelujah. And it all goes back into your spiritual bloodline. And it is victorious. See, you had the bloodline of a heavenly Father who spoke the galaxies into existence. You had the bloodline of an elder brother, his name is Jesus, who defeated the enemy and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's an overcomer and He's called you to be an overcomer. He's more than a conqueror and He's called you to be more than a conqueror. He is the head and not the tail and He's called you to be head and not the tail. You just look into your bloodline and you'll see kinfolks like cousin Moses who parted the Red Sea. There's great faith in your bloodline. You got a cousin David, a shepherd boar, defeated a lion, defeated a bear, defeated a giant. There's favor in your bloodline. You got a cousin Samson who pushed down the walls of a huge building. There's supernatural strength and supernatural power in your bloodline. You got another cousin, Daniel, who spent the night in the den with these hungry lions and he wasn't harmed. There's divine protection in your bloodline. You got cousin Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem when all the odds were against him. I'm telling you, there's increased promotion and abundance in your bloodline. You got a young cousin named uh, Esther. She stepped up and saved her people from certain death. I'm telling you, there is courage in your bloodline. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? I pray that you would get it not in your head but in your heart that you come from a bloodline of champions. You are not ordinary. You are a thoroughbred. You're created and purposed and planted here by God for such a time as this. It's time for you to realize who you are and rise up in your destiny and be all God has created you to be. It doesn't matter what your present condition looks like. I'm here to say... You need to know that inside you flows the blood of a winner. On the inside of you are seeds of greatness. You've got to give it room to grow. You've got to give it room to grow. You're the seed of Almighty God. Did you hear me? You are the seed of Almighty God. Every one of us here today, you are champions. And let me tell you, champions are not made in the gym. Champions are made from something they have deep on the inside of them. You can take a one horse that has just ordinary blood, and you can take that, uh, that super horse that has thoroughbred blood, and you can give them the same workout, you can give them the same feed, you can give them the same trainer, you can even let them be ridden by the same jockey, and the one that has that on the inside of him, a dad and a granddad and a great-granddad and a great-great-granddad of success, that one will always outperform the regular one because it's in the blood. Champions are made from something they have deep on the inside of them. And that's why you and my I must, we must quit focusing on the weaknesses that are around us and get a bigger vision for life. 
We need to get a greater desire and a bigger dream and a world vision that God has called us to. You say, well, I'm here just to mark time and it to be over. I say, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. You are a world changer. You say, pastor, you're a world changer. I say, you're a liar. Because if you limit it just to me, then you have failed. I'm telling you, God has called every one of us to be a world changer. He's called every one of us. You've got the same DNA that I got. You've got the same bloodline that I got. And you and I have the same access to the Spirit of God that I have. You were born again to win. You were born again to overcome. You were born again to live in victory. And don't settle for defeat, I say in Jesus' name. I repeat what I said. It does not matter what your present circumstances look like. That addiction didn't come to stay. Freedom is in your DNA. That sickness is not permanent. Health and wholeness is in your DNA. That family problem and strife and division is not going to last forever. Restoration is in your DNA. Lack and struggle and barely getting by is not in your destiny. I'm telling you, abundance and increase and opportunity and good breaks, that's what is in your spiritual bloodline. And I pray today that you will realize that once you're a child of God, that your circumstances are subject to change. Don't you let your circumstances define you. You let the DNA and the calling of God and the purpose of God and the Word of God define you. Remember, it was in a drought that God will talk to you about rain. It is in lack that He'll talk to you about abundance. It's when you feel insignificant and that you'll never make anything out of your life that He'll talk to you about greatness. I'm here to tell you, He'll come up to Gideon in hiding in a wine press and say, come out, great mighty of God, man of God, come out and do what I have put in your DNA to do. All we've got to do is learn to get in agreement with God. Stop trying to get God in agreement with you. And you get in agreement with God. If you truly declared He's the Lord of your life, that means you surrendered to His will. So you're not trying to bend His will to your will. You're bending your will to His will. And when we get in agreement with God, then you will become what He says about you. You will have what He says about you. You're in a blood covenant with Almighty God. You're in a blood covenant with Almighty God. Get that. Don't let the devil take that from you. Get that. You now have His spiritual bloodline. And He is a God of Word and Spirit. His Spirit power will make manifest when His Word is spoken in faith. we got to learn to come in agreement with His Word. we got to speak His Word in faith. And you will find the Spirit of the living God just as He came upon God saying, let there be light and that which He had hovered over which was darkness and void and empty. The light was made manifest when the Word was spoken. The same is true. The Holy Spirit is present ready to bring forth the miracle manifest of heaven in your life. But you've got to come in agreement with the Word of God and you've got to declare the Word of God. Revelation 12 and 11, they overcame the red dragon. They overcame the devil. They overcame demons. They overcame negative circumstances. They overcame the setback, being born on the wrong side of the tracks and all the circumstances that the devil will tell you means all of the world to you. And you say, I'm born again. I'm born again. I may have been born on the wrong side of the, on, on wrong side of the tracks, but I've been born again. And that being born again put me in the right place at the right time. I have royal blood flowing through my veins. Uh, I am now a joint, I mean, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He is my elder brother. I'm a son or a daughter of the most living God, high God. So they overcame the red dragon by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. 
You don't have to conjure up the blood. Jesus did that. All you got to do is come in agreement with the bloodline that you're in and let the testimony come out of your mouth to pave the way of what God has for you. So, be, so you need to be strong with your words of faith as well as strong with your thoughts. And the best way to get your thoughts to line up with your word of faith is to declare it out loud. You've got to learn to declare it out loud. Well, I'm shy. Well, let the devil just take you where he wants you then. Well, I'm a little timid. Well, let the devil rule, ruin your life. I'm telling you how to win. And I'm telling you, you got what it takes. Well, my words don't mean nothing. Your words is coming out of the bloodline of God Almighty. Your words have as much power as my words. God says your word is as powerful as His word. Did you know that? When your word lines up with the word of God. Hallelujah. Overcome the red dragon. Overcoming. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, I'm, I'm not going to show you how to give you a five-step process on healing the blind. I'm not going to give you the three steps to get the lepers set free. I'm not going to show you how to get demons out of people and give you something to repeat and do over and over. He says, I'm going to connect you and keep you reminded of where your source of strength and power and, and all that comes. So whatever the Spirit of God moves upon you, it may not be spitting in mud to get somebody's eyes blind. It may be you decreeing right over them. See, go and see. It may be that you send a prayer cloth to their, their home and they're in bed somewhere and they rise up. Don't be limited. He says, I'll tell you, as often as you take a cup, of the blood of the grape. And the blood of the grape represents my blood. So that you're reminded that my blood is now your blood. That this is the blood of the atonement. This is blood of reconciliation. This is the blood that brings you out that you once were out, but now you brought in. And you were once afar off, but now you're the people of God. That my blood flows through you. You say, my father, earthly father's blood had a weakness of heart disease. My blood, my grandfather had a weakness of lung cancer. It had, it had uh, indicators and things that shows weakness. He says, but you got to see when you take this cup and this bread to be reminded that you're not living under the limitation of an earthly blood line. You've been born again. And by being born again, you now have a new bloodline. There's been a transfusion. There's, there's a heavenly Father that through His Son, Jesus Christ, has priceless blood, powerful blood, blood that runs demons off, blood that runs cancer off, blood that runs poverty off, blood that runs addictions off. Hallelujah! And Jesus says, so instead of giving you reminders of how to heal people and how to get people set free and how to get people full of joy, He said, I'm going to bring it to the, the very top and so you can be reminded of, of the source of whatever power is needed, of whatever is needed, comes from the blood. Comes from the blood. So as often as you take and drink this blood, you'll do it in remembrance of what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. In a few minutes, we're going to be taking that blood of the grape and the, and the bread of representing His body. Because he wanted us to know that that is for our body. Yes. Right now, his body was broken for our broken body that it might be made whole. And his blood was shed so that our tainted blood could have a blood transfusion and we could have the royal blood of Jesus flowing through our veins. 1 Peter 2 and 9, he says, but you are a chosen generation. Let me tell you what, you're not ordinary. You're not just getting by. You're not just a mistake. I don't care what family's told you. I don't care what man has told you. You're not a mistake. You're a chosen generation. 
You're alive today because God needs you. He needs you. He needs you. You say, well, I'm retired. What can he do with me? You say, well, I'm young and I hadn't even gotten into the workforce. What can he do? use me for? Let me tell you what. Let him tell you. But I can tell you this. You're here on purpose. And you weren't born in 1910 because he didn't want you in that generation. He wants you in this generation. And the people around you right now, they need you. You are here on purpose. Divine purpose. So you're a chosen generation. And now because of this blood transfusion that has taken place, you may not have been born, born with the blood of royalty flowing through your vein, but you're born again, and now the blood of royalty flows through your vein. You're a royal, royal, royal priesthood. So you don't, you're royal. You're royalty. You have the privilege of heaven given to you. That whatsoever, whatsoever, he said, declare it, decree it, that you bring the kingdom of heaven, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's your decree, that's your declaration. That you, through your royal bloodline, you're bringing your father's presence and your father's anointing and your father's gifting and your father's desire of how it is in heaven to earth. You and I are the conduit of that, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I've been to many nations in the last couple of weeks and let me tell you what, they all have their laws and they all have their way of doing things and they have authority that backs all of that and if you violate it, that authority will be against you but if you go along with it, that authority will protect you. You and I, we are a holy nation. We need to start operating by the covenants of our nation. Not the covenants of this limited nation that we see with our eye that we're dwelling in right now. We are a holy nation. And this holy nation has covenants. This holy nation, it has, a, 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 you might would say, a, a decree from the king. And you and I need to align ourselves with that. And we need to herald and speak what the king has said about his kingdom. Because this makes us his own special people. His DNA is in us now. We are his people. And that is also that we can proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness. Stop living in darkness. Stop tolerating darkness. Don't let darkness live in your home. Don't let darkness live in your relationship. Don't let darkness live in your body. Don't let darkness have any shadow over your finances. Today you rise up and say, wait a minute, I saw my pedigree and I find out that I'm not to live in darkness anymore. I've been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. I once was not a people of God, but now I am the people of God and I'm going to live as a son and a daughter of the Most High God. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, but thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me please? And as you stand, ushers, if you would come and make ready the elements and bring it at the head of each aisle. And when they get there, you can start automatically coming out of the left side of your row and come up and take the elements and go back to your seat and hold on to those until we take together. Jesus says you need to be reminded. You must never forget. The devil will try to talk you out of your inheritance. The devil will try to talk you out of your authority. The devil will try to make you forget who you are. The Bible says that when Satan came to Eve in the garden, that uh, she was beguiled. Beguiled. And that word beguiled means she forgot who she was. And when she forgot who she was, then it opened the door for the enemy to drag her down into what the enemy wanted her to be and Adam to be. But let me tell you what we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed by the blood. We've been redeemed by the blood. Hallelujah. 
Isn't that exciting? And Jesus said, you must never forget it. You must never, never, never forget that the blood has made all the difference in the world. That the blood that Jesus shed was to bring you out of what the enemy had you in into what God has for you. You're a champion. The DNA that you now carry inside of you is to be a world changer. The DNA that God has created in you is to cause you to rise up and be the head and not the tail. To be above only and not beneath. I'm here to lead a church that I say will raise up a revolution against the uh, uh, apathy and against the uh, powerlessness and against the mindset that we got to live with our negative circumstances. I'm here to tell you our circumstances had not the power to change the Word of God, but the Word of God has the power to change our circumstances. And all God is looking for is a trumpet. He's looking for a herald. He's looking for sons and daughters who will rise up in who we were created to be and declare and decree and to walk and to believe and to exercise our faith and to bring to manifest His kingdom here on earth. I believe I'm speaking to world changers here this morning. Men and women of God, born again, born of the blood. Hallelujah! You've got the royal blood of God flowing through your life. There's no need for you to be intimidated. There's no need for you to accept status quo. There's no reason for you to live beneath. There's no reason for you to put up with the works of the devil. It's time to rise and it's time to shine. And it's time to give God the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So Jesus said, if I can keep you reminded of this, He says, my kingdom work will be okay. If I can keep you reminded of the bloodline that you have through His body that your body has now been brought into, He says, my kingdom work will continue. Demons will be cast out. Devils will run and hide. They'll run and hide. Spirits of infirmity will loose their chains. They'll loose their chains. Poverty will pack up its ragged bags and walk out of your house. He said, oh, if they can just be reminded of their bloodline. He said, I got a bloodstock agent. His name's Pastor Tim. And he's done the research. And he's here to remind you. Let me tell you what, your value is so much higher than you think it is because of the blood that flows through you. And this blood of the grape is to remind you that it's not earthly blood. That it's not limited Adamic blood, but it's the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus that took us who were far off and brought us in to be called the sons and daughters of God. You can't forget that. I won't let you forget that. I'm pulling out the pedigree papers and I'm reminding you of who you are in Christ Jesus. As we take these elements today, blood of the grape and the broken bread Jesus says oh we must give thanks you know we need to give thanks that Jesus made a way where there was no way you owed a debt you couldn't pay and he paid a debt he didn't know hallelujah so today with thanksgiving we thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus you came into the midst of our brokenness you came into the midst of our pain you came in the midst of our loss and you brought gain. 
<laughs> not just in and through your life but you said if we'll be born again that your blood would flow through us that your inheritance was ours we were joint heirs and that if we too must always remember who we are that royal priesthood so with thanksgiving we take this bread today Lord and with thanksgiving we take the blood of the grapes and Lord we're reminded we're reminded of who we are and whose we are <laughs> as we belong to you thank you Lord we take and eat and drink thank you Lord thank you Lord Lord we've honored you today as we come participated in this event that you asked us to do often so we can be reminded of who and whose we are now I pray God by the power of your Holy Spirit that raised you from the dead who now dwells in us to quicken our mortal body Holy Ghost we welcome you we welcome you to rise up and flow through our redeemed bodies and our redeemed mouths and our redeemed hands as we go into this week and that we will go and usher in the kingdom of God everywhere the soles of our feet shall tread that we will usher in the light of heaven which will cast out the darkness of this earth and that we will bring hope to the hopeless that we will bring truth to the lie that we will bring light to the darkness and we will bring power to the powerless and that we might see thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth this week as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus we pray amen amen, amen. hallelujah hallelujah